Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Brick. Welcome to 2023. Yeah, sliding in on a burning tire, man. Well, actually, no, it's sliding in soggily for both of us. It is that. How can we already be sliding into 2023? I feel like I'm like slouching into 2023. I don't know. It sure doesn't feel like I'm sliding in right now. <laughs> It's, we're only, what is today? Is it the fourth? The third? I think it's the fourth. I don't know. I think it's the fourth. We're going to go with yeah. it. It's the fourth. I don't know. It, everybody always told me when I was younger and I hated the saying like, oh, time goes so fast when you get to a certain age and they were not wrong. It yeah, they does were, go fast. They weren't lying, were they, man? I, uh, we went snowboarding over New Year's and I, um, met up with my uncle and he's the one that taught me how to ski and everything. And I haven't seen him for a while. And, uh, I was like, I don't know when I got old. He's like, well, how old are you? I said 38. And he's like, Oh my God. He's like, well, I'm 62. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened to me. I remember being like, you know, eight following him down closed trails. And now, you know, I'm teaching my sons how to snowboard. So, which is way cool. Way cool. How long were you guys there for Remy? Well, we were up there for five and a half days. We were on the mountain for four days, so that's awesome. We got a, we got a, we got a lot of snowboarding in. Sounds dangerous, but fun. <laughs> James agrees with you. He's like, "That's a death trap. I'm gonna go up and uh, come down once, and then I'm gonna go hang out in the room." So, but you know, by the last day, T, my uh, third one was my last one standing. He went down the mountain. We went up and down the mountain nine times on the last day. So. He's a daredevil. Yeah. Oof, and you, think... you guys got rained out for your show, kind of. Yeah, you know, okay, so here's the deal. Um, we do live in the desert. They do need the rain. And I hate to bitch because, as we talked yesterday, I mean, it's not just you and I who... Well, I feel a little sideways this morning. You and I who have had unfortunate happenings with mother nature is across the United States. And, um, you know, the Midwest has just been getting hammered with snow, ice. It sounds like the death of the death toll keeps rising for livestock, primarily cattle through that region. Um, so yeah, I feel terrible about bitching about a little rain. Uh, it's just, this area is not meant to hold water, much water at all. So it makes things difficult, like parking, for example. Our arena is good. The footing in our arena holds the water well. Um, that's not the issue. The issue is just getting people in and out safely. Yeah, we uh, we came home to rain and a broken water pipe. So that was, you know, why not just add more water to it? And then um, our arenas all look good because James sealed them. And today we're supposed to get more rain and or chance of rain today, a 97% chance of rain tomorrow. So I'm going to go ride in a slicker today. And then if it rains too hard, um, we have like a round pen that's covered in the back of our barn. So I'll go ride in there. But, you know, we oh, do need the rain. The rain's great for the cattle business. It's really shitty for the horse training business. I think that it's like some huge system that is like, it's literally like funneling from here all the way to the Midwest, pushing snow. Um, I know like some in, or some places in Minnesota over the last few days have gotten like 
14 plus inches of snow. So I'll yeah. take the rain. Mm -hmm. I'll take the rain. Well, welcome to Coffee with Cowgirl. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. And this week we're going to talk, talk about resetting and restarting for the new year. Yeah. Um, well, when we started, we always discuss what we're going to talk about uh, the week before or a few days before, depending on how much time we have. And I said this week, I'm like, what about resetting or, or re yes, resetting, restarting? Um, I didn't even feel like I made it to 2023 before I was already like going backwards on everything that I said that I wanted my goals to be for 2023, Remy. Just felt like such a shit show. You know, we're you know, what we're kind of in that weird limbo. Like I give myself until the epiphany, which is like January sixth, to get a to get my life together. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. I mean, I was just trying to. Well, so I think last week we shared a little bit about what our goals were, but mine are, and I feel like this is mine every year, and it's never worked out. So maybe a little bit, but I would like to be more organized. I would like to put more effort and more, more effort, more structure. I think that's the word I use. Did I use structure. I mean, you can say such structure. I don't think you used it last week. Last okay. week you said you didn't have goals. You didn't write them down. So well, I, like, I don't okay. write them down, but I do have like a little, I, I want I want to, maybe you should write them down. It'll be easier for you to look at them. Something, something. So yeah, it's not working down. It's not working out for me to not write them down. <coughs> but I think that I want more structure in my life and um, to do better things with Coffee with the Cowgirls, with Top Hand Cowgirl, with our horse business, just all the things which you have to be structured for. And I am most days, but I'd like to find more. Um, my, my best friend dropped off a planner for me that she got me for my birthday <laughs> that has my name on it. And I was like, thank you. And she goes, don't worry. You can just put it on the stack of your other planners. It is helpful if you use those little buggers, isn't it? It is. But then I got like 19 of them because they're all pretty and I like them. And, you know, I even made some for coffee with the cowgirls, which I will... Um, get posted in a better format on Facebook. I like that. I like, I like having them too. And I am with Remy. I like having the pretty ones and I like writing in all of them. And next thing you know, you're missing some and I don't know, but I felt like I needed to push my res reset button, restart button on all of my goals because I was failing miserably before the new year even began. And um, part of it had to do with Coffee with the Cowgirls. Last week I downloaded, cause I usually, we usually record, I usually go outside, do chores. And it's pretty early in the morning here. And then I come back in, have coffee, and I, or I download the YouTube. Well, I must've thought that it was downloaded and just shut my computer screen, didn't even check it and didn't check at all because of the holidays and the rain and blah, 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 blah. Till yesterday or the day before and realized it wasn't even up. So 
but that was just one of many things. Yeah, I and I didn't text you because I was like, there's a lot of stuff going on for you right now. So I got the podcast uploaded and I was like, well, we're just going to go with audio this week. <laughs> so yeah, oh, consistency is what I did say last week. I would yeah. be like to be more consistent. And that is true. Consistent, structured, whatever, however you want to use it. That's what my goal is for 2023. And I don't feel like I'm doing a very good job of it right now. But I do feel like all the conditions have to be perfect in order for me to succeed at this. And it's not happening right now. <laughs> no, and I think it's like just by nature of the lifestyle we live, consistency is hard. Consistency and structure are hard, right? Like best laid plans of of mice and men. Like uh, I was watching one of the old Run for the Millions and Andrea's got his board. And he's like this and this and this. And like when I worked for the trainers, it was the same thing. And I was and James says, oh, we should have that. And I was like, yeah, except for you can't call me to come help you at the shoot to do this. Or the kids can't call because I would love to have a lot of structure and know that I get to do only this from eight to five. This is all I'm going to do. But I do, you know, 9,000 different things. So I try and get everything done as efficiently as possible. But sometimes it goes, it goes sideways. So I, I like to stab at structure and then just hope for the best. Well, and then I think sometimes like you let yourself get the best of you. Uh, for example, I had, I was kind of on the track of putting my consistency and structure into place and on a daily, cause it is something just like many things you have to work on it every single day. I don't think that you can be one week, like, Oh, I'm going to choose to be consistent and structured this week. It's, it's like an end to everyday thing. It's like not something that you can just work on or pick and choose when you want to work on it. But you'll like, um, it started raining and then I just started kind of feeling like shit because nothing is going the way that you want it and nothing is working out. I should say nothing's working out. Nothing's working out. Nothing's going the way you want it. And I think that's when you really have to dig deep and try to find or work hard to get to consistency and structure is when the times are crappy because it's really easy to want to go in and take a nap while it's raining and you're looking outside thinking, I'm going to have to cancel all of my events for the next week. Or it's really easy to say, I'm going to go shopping or it's really easy to get off track when the conditions are not perfect for what you're trying to do. Does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. So I had, uh, we were on our, on our drive. It happens for us every year. And I touched on it last week, right? We, again, by nature of what we do and it's not, <coughs> it's so my husband and I are both big figures in a small pond, right? Like we're, were important to some people. And then by doing the podcast, I put myself out there farther. I did some training videos. So that puts me, I, I've put a large target on my back as far I as think that so, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, I'll get to where I'm going. So I, I put a large target on my back by being a public figure, right? That says that I don't care about what people think. And that's true. 90 I don't care in so far as that it's still not going to affect me. That does not mean it doesn't hurt when I see the hurts more than anything. Probably it hurts. It hurts. Right. I see it. I see what you say. 
you put it out there and it's, you know, we've talked about it with social media. It's easy to type things and then forget it. And again, for me, words matter. So I had this conversation with James. I said, the problem is, and this is a very long extended metaphor. When you're the dragon slayer, people think that your armor is your skin. It's not my skin. It's not who I am. I've taken up to defend you repeatedly. And then you want to slide the knife under and hope that I just smile and nod. And I will continue to smile and nod. But again, I've taken up, I take up a lot of space. I am a lot as a person long before the podcast, long before the training. I'm a lot. I know I'm a lot. And some people really like that I'm a lot. So I had this conversation with James on the way up there. And I said, you know, maybe for 2023, I will be less. I will take up less space. I will not be as loud. I will not be as outspoken. I will break myself I down. I hope and, that that's not your goal. Or your <laughs> I will break myself down into more palatable pieces, right? I will be all the things to all the people and make them happy and make them feel comfortable. Because, you know, it's kind of in the middle of an argument. I go, if I'm too much for people, then I'm too much. And if that's what you think is affecting our business, then I will be less, right? I will be less if that is what it is that, if that's what's going to make everyone happy. And then, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't want to be less. I don't, I don't want to be any of those things because that's not who I am. I was never going to say, that's not who I am, right? do and that then, if you wanted to, Remy. And he, because goes, that's not who you are. and he looks at me and goes, no, because the people that are upset are upset no matter what, no matter what you've done, no matter how you've contorted your body or your mind, they're still not happy and they're still not grateful for what you've done. And they don't think about it because you see that with, you see that like, you see that with success. You see that with people that put themselves out there, men or women. It's not, you know, it's not gender specific. The more you put yourself out there, the more you create a space where people can judge you and you have to be strong enough to withhold the judgment. So for 2023, I will not be less. I will not take up less space, but you know, it makes you think about it because nothing goes the way you want it to. And then you're like, was I wrong? Was I wrong in all the things that I thought about myself and who I am as a person and what I'm trying to do and the things that really matter to me? No, I wasn't wrong. So if you don't like me, go fuck yourself. That's where I'm at for 2023 is I, I'm going to withdraw some of the love and light that I tried to spread because all it did was allow you to be a bigger piece of shit to me. So go fuck yourself again and I'll defend the people I want to defend and the rest of you can go pound sand. So thank you. That's my goal for 2023. Oh my God. I, um, yeah, it's crazy how it's, takes all of it um to come to that realization like when I get really mad sometimes too I will tell myself that I'm going to be less than I am but see I don't I think that we all view what we do so differently like for me with the podcast I for me I don't feel like I'm too much for people I feel like some days I'm just telling sharing my story, things that they know in their head or they validate themselves more. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't know, Remy. I, for me on the podcast, it feels like we just help people validate that they're not alone and that they're not the only ones who have crazy thoughts that run through their heads. And they're not the only ones who are taking the same walk through life. Um, 
we yeah, all have yeah, I don't I, I wasn't saying that it's just because of the podcast, right? Like I No, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. It's just, you know, it's like sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should just be less, right? Maybe I should just break myself down and then I uh if you were less though, you would be doing a disservice to so many people around you because you would well, be them. and like right like in the middle of this conversation my friend sends me a cup she goes oh i'm gonna buy this for you and it's like a you know it's like one of the things it says when they want you to break yourself down into bite-sized pieces don't let them choke i was like yeah fuck it let them choke because it's it's and it's tough right because people want you to be a certain thing and you're not a certain thing and i think you know it's like the seasonal depression is part of it it's raining you you can't do things you Especially Maybe when that's you, what I have, and I feel you know, and especially like let's it. be honest, it's especially when you measure yourself by how hard you work and you can't do anything. It's a little suffocating, right? You're like, I like the rain, but I, I need to go out and do other things. I can't just curl up and read a book and watch the rain happen. So I know. I know. So anyhow. We have to quit talking about the rain because I feel bad bitching about it because I know that at least where I'm at, it's a warm rain and you can work in it if you have to. There are a lot of places in the parts of our country that you can't work where they're at. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, mine is that I don't want to get wet. I mean, like, I actually like riding in the rain, but it's the same thing. It's like if I got wet, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't die. Like, I wouldn't even get... <laughs> probably a bad chill like if I drank a cup of coffee so and we need like and we do we really need the rain for um like last year we got rain early and then it never rained again but this year we've got like another 10 days of rain in the forecast so yeah and it's just like extremely bizarre for our areas to have this much rain correct uh so where we're at we get this about every four to five years it's really weird for you guys. I was talking to um, Colton Appenzeller and he said he's never seen a, wet, a winter this wet in his whole life for Arizona. And you got, and Arizona usually gets its rain in the summer. We get ours um, about now through end of February, early March. But we, so, don't, we, have, but we usually have, and how it's different for us is it's usually like a day or two of rain and it comes once a week. Like if it starts raining in November on Monday, we'll almost always have our rain on a Monday or Tuesday. But, you know, we've had 10 days of pretty consistent rain. And thank God it's not even really hard rain. It's a very nice, soft. That's what this is. And it doesn't really amount to much. I mean, it's been like always less than an inch per day, except for the one time. But it's, um, the soil can't, the soil can't absorb it. So it sits on top of the soil and it's clay soil. And, you know, the thing that kills me is everybody's like, oh, you guys are in farm ground and you didn't build up your your land or whatever. And that's the reason that you're flooding. And I'm like, boy, you guys need to look around here a little bit because everybody is flooded and it's not just us and our land is being built up now. Believe me, if you would have, they could have opened up my bill from the rock company yesterday and seen how much we've built up the land, Remy. I about had a heart attack. No, well, like, we get, uh, no more rock, no more sand. Stop. We put in, that. we put in new sand every January, like ten loads, and it's the same thing. So we, uh, but our our place is all. I mean, we're built to drain. We're built for everything. But you know, you know, New Year, new sand. That's our. That's always our thing. Motto. 
That's right. yeah. Because if for us, like footing is super important for us. Like we like, you know, I nice won't, footing. I won't have you ride on stuff that I wouldn't ride my best horse on. So we, uh, yes, that's important to us too. Luckily it's our, like I said, our arenas, our arenas hold the water well and the, the ground and the sorting pens and the arena is beautiful. That's not the issue. The issue is probably we need gutters on our stalls because of the way the rain falls in. So now after we've bermed everything, we're still finding little chinks in our system. So we need to gutter the barns and, um, you know, you're going to do all this and it won't ever rain again in the winter. I was thinking the same thing, Remy. What would be ideal is if I could blacktop my entire. Uh, uh, you know how you could fix all. Of, I'll tell you how you could fix all of it. Don't have don't have livestock. Yeah, and then it'll quit raining. <laughs> I uh, we told I like uh, so we have mare motels and um, three quarters of them are fully covered. The other quarter is a half and half, right? Because it's a twelve by um, twelve by thirty six, and so. A long time ago, I had put railroad ties at the front where it's covered so the shavings wouldn't run out the back and all that. And they flood a little bit in the back, not horribly. It's just by the water bowl because they, the horses stand there to drink. And my mom's like, oh, you know what we should do is we should like take the grass out that's behind it so then it can drain. And I'm like, yeah, that we put that grass in 25 years ago. And after 25 years of cleaning those pens, they're lower on the back than they are with the grass. And I'm just like... I looked at James. I was like, I can fix this problem. Like, I can fix it, like, today. He goes, oh, yeah, how's that? I was like, get rid of all the horses, and then we won't have this problem. I know. But, you know. We do, or the things that we do for the things that we love. Yeah, we just move horses around, so we have a big barn that we never use unless it's raining. So, you know, I got an 18-stall barn that's got horses in it now that as soon as it stops raining, they'll come out. You get it so clean. Yeah, well, because, like, the horses from the in and outs go across the alley. The horses from across the alley go in the barn, and it just, it is. But our horses also don't really like being in the barn. They like being free animals. <laughs> but off of this sidetrack, back to resetting and restarting, the reason that I think it's important to write down goals, like, not even a full structure, like, you can write out how you want to get there, but it's because when days are bad, right, like, when it's raining and, or, you know, when it's raining or someone says something mean or you see someone trying to destroy what you built, you have to have a concrete, the concrete evidence of what you're working for, right? And very few people can keep that in their mind, especially when all those little thoughts, all those little intrusive thoughts come in. So if you have it written down somewhere like this year, I would like to do A, B, and C. And those are your big goals, right? Your big goals. I think that I need to be reminded every day of them. Yeah. And so, but that's Especially what after what work. happened last week when I felt like I was like, oh my God. I yeah, can't but if you'd it written it down and you're like, oh, I can do that. Like, again, you know, today's just a bad day. It's not a bad year. It's not a bad week. It's not a bad life. It's just a bad day today. So if you write down those goals, right? And then it becomes easier for you to find a structure to make them work. So if you write down that I want to be the best basket weaver in the world, well, how do you get to be the best basket weaver in the world? Okay, well, first you have to buy the supplies, then you need to take some classes, and then you need to work on it. But if you're just like, I think I want to do this, and then you go to the supply store and you see beads or paint, and you're like, no, I'm going to do that. Well, you just followed a different path. But 
if you really want to do something, it's easy. It's easier to write down goals. And then it's also easier to adjust your steps once you've written down the goal. Because what happens is if it's only in your brain, right? It's only in your brain that I want to do whatever. I said basket weaving because it's non-confrontational. Um, to do whatever you want to do. Then when your plan gets derailed, you can just readjust the plan, but you're not giving up on the goal. You're just readjusting how you wanted to get there. Well, and I honestly, I do probably need to write them down because I think, I do. I'm really good at keeping everything that I need to do in my head. I am. I love to have all the pretty calendars, but it's easier for me to keep it all going in there. And I have got some things on my plate that I really don't want to do, Remy. For example, I really don't want to deal with the horse sale right now. And I've hired a gal to help me and she has been doing her part. Believe me, she's been doing a great job. But there are some things that I have to work on right now and I do not want to do it. And I've had to work on them since last week and I still, it's Wednesday and I'm like, I've got to sit down and I've got, I wanted to pay bills more than I wanted to do this. And I don't even know why it's not that bad, but I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't let the hair see the thing where it's like, I put off this task for nine months that will take me 15 minutes and I know it'll take me 15 minutes, but I still don't want to do it. And that is true of what I have to do. <coughs> but you know, it's the same thing. If you make that list, right? If you make that list of this is what, this is what my goals are. This is my like overreaching goal. These are the small steps I have to do to get there. Well, then you get to cross them off and feel accomplished. So I don't even feel like my goals, like, so I could not, I wanted to be an underwater basket weaver. I could not say I want to be an underwater basket weaver. I have to write out goals that are going to be the steps to get me there. Much like with being consistent, because my steps for being consistent would be like every Tuesday morning, we're going to do the podcast. I will upload the YouTube video and we'll have everything uploaded by six, scheduled for 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning. All of the posts will be pre, um, all of the posts will be pre-scheduled posts throughout the week so we can just batch them and be done with it one day a week. In my head and ideally in my world, that is what I would want to do. Now, it takes a lot of commitment and, um, it takes a lot of planning and a lot of pieces to go together. Because that, this folks is just one piece of our lives. And when you, I would like to do that same consistency throughout all the other little pieces of my life, but that's hard. I don't feel like it's unattainable because it's not unattainable, unattainable. Like literally I do feel like you and I could do the things that I'm talking about and be more consistent <clears throat> and yada yada. But it is hard to get to that point and it's easier sometimes to not. Yeah, it's easier to sit there and do other things. Like, well, I like, I, there's this thing going around Facebook right now, right? What could you do with an extra hour a day? And I'm like, I'm already sleeping like four and a half hours. That's it. I don't have an extra hour a day. So while you're trying to be motivational, because I, can't, I, because I, I don't have an extra hour a day, I can't fit more into my life than I've already fit in. I can't operate off of four and a half hours of sleep <laughs> like Remy. That is not 
a strong suit of mine. If I were operating up four and a half hours of sleep, nobody would want to be around me because I would probably not be a pleasant person. So there's that, like you and I are. Yeah, know. man, if I, if I want to do something that's not for, you know, if I want to do like um, leather work or whatever, the thing is I have a lot of stuff to get done. And this isn't a punishment from anyone else, right? But if I want to do leather work, there's a lot of things that you like to do, and you're saving time to do them, right? Yeah. So I have to create space to do them, which means that it's twelve thirty at night. It's because I've got a lot of things to do, and yeah. So when people are like, "Oh, what could you do with an extra hour a day?" I was like, "If I had an extra hour, I would probably sleep." If we're being honest, if I had an extra hour, I would devote it to sleeping. So another bringing up the internet. By the way, folks, and Remy, you'll be not excited to hear this, but you'll laugh when I say it. I'm like, another thing that I fell behind on being consistent on is LinkedIn, but I see you're killing the LinkedIn deal. So good for you. I do. uh, You know who did friend me on LinkedIn though? Can I tell you this? And Jane, it was, did she friend you? Mm -hmm. What did we do to hit her radar? I don't know, but I got, yeah, I got friended by her and I was like, well, that's interesting. I feel like James might be more excited about it than you <laughs> he, was, he was really excited. I was like, because uh, I like, where we were snowboarding, we didn't really have a lot of service. And you're like, oh my God, Natalie just linked like, yeah, me. Uh, oh my God. And so. I will have to say she linked in me and I had to let it sit there for a while just to take it in a little bit. And then I did connect with her. That's what it is. Connect on LinkedIn. Where was I going with that, Remy? Oh, I know where I was going with it. Okay. So one thing at the end of 2022 that I started to just like, I think I've out, I've been outgrowing it, but I'm totally like, now it just is like, ugh. <coughs> social media. Like, I believe that there's like, there's a lot of good to be done on social media if used in the right way. But I'm really tired of how social media is being used um, from a negative standpoint. Uh, it's become people's bitching box for the littlest things. It's become their platform to voice their opinions on other people's lives. Uh and I'm just so, I love Facebook for Marketplace. I feel like that's about it lately. So um, I unfollow people. I'm not unfollow. I snooze people on Facebook a lot. Like I, like, I think I've talked about it on here. Like you get a three strikes rule. Like by the time like you hit the third strike, if it's negative, and I don't even care if like we agree on stuff, right? Like if it's negative or it's, not entertaining like i just snooze people so i don't have to see them if they're negative they only get two strikes and uh my best friend from college i was talking to her one time and i was like oh like i was like oh did you see this on facebook and she goes no she goes i on i snoozed everything on facebook and the only thing that fills up my facebook timeline is the cooking section from the new york times and i was like oh my god that's amazing because if she wants to see stuff she can seek it out right like if yeah. she wants to see pictures of my boys she can type in my name but when she opens up her facebook all it is is like tarts and cakes 
and it's delicious a- breakfast. Yeah, it makes her happy. So, you know, and I, I think that's part of the reason why I like, um, I, I, I am enjoying LinkedIn. There's also a lot more articles on LinkedIn. And then TikTok is because like, I don't have to see a lot of stuff. And my TikTok is rather weird. I mean, it's not weird. It's all like farming and ranching and horses and it's great. Like, So, I mean, I, once again, consistency. Um, <clears throat> my life looks much different here than it does in Minnesota. And I have more time to dedicate to like business plans, office time in Minnesota than I do here. And uh, I, TikTok, YouTube, those things were on my radar to get better about. And I was for a short amount of time. And now I've paused for quite a few months because I just am not making the time. Therefore, I find TikTok extremely funny, but I don't even go on it anymore. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like I don't I don't know if I'm just like because once you decide that you're going to be very mindful and really work hard at keeping a good mindset, things jump out at you more or I'm not really sure. I think no, it, it, it goes back to the conversations we have about like, what do you feed your brain? Right. So yes. when you're on social media and again, that's why I just, I snooze people because I use social media for the business. I use it to stay, stay connected to a lot of people also, but it's, again, it's one of those things, right? Like if I put something out there, well, you open yourself up for better or worse to all the keyboard cowboys that are going to say things to you. And so you can either take it in stride, which I do 99% of the time, or you can let it swallow you whole. But it does, like, especially when you see other people's comments on other things, like it colors how you now view them as a person. Because I, and again, it comes back to, for me, words matter. Actions matter. What you say, what you put out into the world, you've done it. Whether you think you're responsible for it or not, like the words that you say, they matter. They carry weight. And now I see how you respond to certain things. Well, now you're forever painted with that brush for me, unless you really do something to prove otherwise. I just am like, wow. I mean, this is what we've come to. That is what, I mean, this is what we've come to. People can say it behind a keyboard, but they wouldn't say it to their face or whatever. And just the level of, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy to me. I don't snooze anybody, but I don't. It, I mean, look, it would, it would make your, it would make your, um, your social media life much more enjoyable if you just. It probably would. Yes. Yes. I just, I can't. And we laugh because one time I've shared my opinion and that was with Ty Murray and I don't regret it. I don't regret it. And I don't even know Ty Murray, but it just, hit a chord with me and pissed me off. So I felt like I needed to voice my opinion. But once again, he was using the platform to voice instead of using the platform to uh, educate people in the agriculture 
livestock community, he used his voice to shine more light on it for a group of people who doesn't understand our industry in the first place. That pissed me off. No, and I think, you know, it's, uh, and that's like for us, like, so moving forward, because we've started a boxed beef business, moving forward with that, it's very tough because you have a public that wants to be educated. So you can't just turn inward, right? You can't do those things because they want to have a dialogue with you. And, and I suppose you have to be very careful and cognizant of what you say and how you say it, because it can, your words can be construed in a manner that you didn't necessarily mean. And these, your audience that you're targeting, I'm guessing is non-educated egg people or people who really maybe not non-educated, but not educated about the agriculture industry and how things actually work. Well, because what happens is you've had, um, for for the last 50 years, you've had an increasingly aware public, right? That wants to know what they're eating, where it's coming from, how it was developed. And part of that comes out of really bad practices, not just in agriculture, but in technology, right? So you had DuPont and Teflon, like Teflon's really bad for you. They knew it was bad for you, but the government told you it was okay for a long time until they figured out that it's not really okay because when it chips off, it makes you sick. And we can argue about that later, but like there's studies. But again, it's one of those things where they looked at really trace amounts and it wasn't going to make you sick. And it was the same thing with just a, a lot of things that happened in ag and environmental stuff. So now you have a public that wants to know things and you had guys, farmers and ranchers for generations telling them that they didn't need to know. You don't need to know, just believe us that we're working for your best interest. And so that's kind of culminated in a, in a very weird spot that we're at, right? Because people want to know where their food comes from and you have to give them, you have to tell them a story, but you can't lie about it anymore because for a long time, both sides lied, right? So you have to show people that you're doing your best for the animal, that there's all these things that come together for you to provide this product. And um, I think the storytelling has always been a big part of how people build relationships, but storytelling is the bridge of building relationships in today's marketplace, no matter what you're doing, because you have to build a connection with your end user, period. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, very few people are unique in what they offer. And even if you are unique, someone's still gonna try and copy it. And so you have to build a relationship. And now, because there's, you know, there's a million people offering what you do. It doesn't matter what it is. There's a million people offering. So if they don't feel a connection to you, and they don't spend money with you and they don't do all those things. So, you know, for, and again, that goes back to what should my goals be that I should make myself smaller, that I should take up less space. Well, no, because again, what distances me from some people also creates a really good relationship with others, right? So I can sit there and dwell on the people that don't like me when I'm getting phone calls every day about more business, right? Because people feel that they're connected to me. They feel that I'm genuine. They feel that I'm honest and that they can trust me with what they want done. So I have to concentrate on those people. I can't get drugged down by negativity. And that doesn't mean that you don't need to learn from it. It just, you can learn two lessons. You can either be defeated by it or take it again on the chin and then move on. 
So um, I think it's going to be my motto for 2023. Uh, and I usually don't do that, but I love it. And I talked about it last week with my brother-in-law. Like he would, I mean, he was being a jack ass when he <laughs> said it and it has just stuck with me. And now it's kind of become a joke. And he told me to keep working. He told us to keep working. And uh, I like it. I think about it often. And I think about it like when things don't go my way or things don't go as we had planned, it's easier for me to put my head back down and just to keep working um, instead of because it's easy to go and think about all the shit that went wrong or it's easy to wallow in the moment. Mm -hmm. But I go back like yesterday when I opened the invoice for the freaking sand and gravel and I wanted to spit nails, like put my head down and I just said, gotta keep working. What it's, you know, it's like, I, I always talk about that. Everything's going to work out, right? It'll all work out. Maybe not how I imagined, maybe not how I planned, but it'll all work out. And James gets upset sometimes because he's like, I don't know why you think it's always going to work out. And I was like, cause I have full faith in how fucking hard I work. Right? Like if I want it, I'm going to get it. And I just, I am not one that wants to have word vomit about how I'm going to get something done. Right? Like if you tell me that we're going to do this, then let's go do it. You don't need to rationalize it. You don't need to tell me all the minutiae of it. If this is what we're going to go get done, let's go get it done. And it, again, it allows me to kind of be like a hippie about it. Like oh, I'm going to get there because I don't care how I get there. I'm just going to get there and I, I will make plans to get there. But again, if it doesn't work, right, if I wanted to take the elevator, but now I have to take the stairs, well, fuck it. I'm taking the goddamn stairs, right? <laughs> it's okay. And that doesn't affect, it doesn't make me upset, but for people, and this is probably true for you, right? With people for anxiety, they wanted to take the goddamn elevator, right? I wanted to take the elevator and I didn't get to take the elevator. And now what? And I'm just like, bro, get a rope. I don't know. We'll climb the side of the building. Like we're going to get there. Let's just get there because, you know, anxiety is a funny thing too, because some days I feel like it really like just the set. I shouldn't say setbacks because it's not really setbacks. It's just like, if they are set, but they're setbacks. They're not big setbacks, know. but like, it's right. Like it's not your plan. It's not, it's not your plan. plan. Right. So you, you learn tools. It's also why people with anxiety are good at a lot of things, right? Because they know what they want. And I'm kind how of they sick of that it. feeling though. Like, it's like, God, it's like a feeling of never, you're never comfortable. And maybe, you know what? Uh, because some, day, some days I'm like, I just don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to feel comfortable. In honesty, I don't want to feel comfortable. Being uncomfortable is what fuels me to do better things every yeah, day. So but it would be easier if you could take a breath like one day, right? Oh, if you could just take no, a breath. No breath. So please. So I, I would I, I had this conversation with another good friend of mine who is a overachiever in every sense of the word. And I was talking to her one day and I go, hey, like you're running yourself ragged. You just got out of the hospital for being sick because you've run yourself ragged. I said, so go out to your barn and sit there for 10 minutes. And I said, about three minutes, you're going to feel like you want to crawl out of your skin. So push yourself. Because you're not doing anything. Because you're not doing anything, right? And when you measure yourself by how hard you work and how much you can get done, 
that 10 minutes seems invaluable and it's not because you need to reset your brain. So for all of, for all of you listening and YouTube rec, take 10 minutes a day, which seems like first, it seems like a, not a lot of time, but when you're by yourself for 10 minutes, no phone, no music, just 10 minutes by yourself, it's a lot, right? Like that's a lot. So you have to take 10 minutes to sit there and do fucking nothing and enjoy because the only thing you're doing with that 10 minutes is enjoying everything you've built. And that's with really somebody, hard. And you are right. For somebody with anxiety, and I know this feeling, when you're not doing anything or what I notice it the most is if somebody, if I have something in my head that I'm going to go do, like, for instance, if I have in my head that I'm going to do the dishes and I'm going to do them right now and somebody steps in my way and they touch me or, you know, just lay their hand on me and they're like, hey, I just need a minute of your time or Breck, Brandon will do this to me often. Hey, he's like, be present here, be here with me. And I'm just like, I, I like to punch him in the throat. It literally makes my skin crawl. I just want him to let go of me so I can go do my thing. It's kind of bizarre, makes me a little weird, but if I get something in my head and somebody tries, and it's not, I shouldn't even say somebody tries to tell me not to do it, but if they step in and take my attention off of what I had that I was going to go do in my head because of my anxiety, I get real, makes my skin crawl. So I, I want all of you ladies and the few gentlemen that listen to practice mindfulness for 10 minutes a day. Just do nothing for 10 minutes and you have to set a timer. 10 minutes doesn't seem like that much, but it's a lot. Like when you're alone with your brain for 10 minutes, it's a lot. There's no doom scrolling. There's no playing solitaire. There's no scanning social media. It's 10 minutes where you sit in quiet and look out. Yeah. Crazy. My head yeah, but what will happen is you will then begin to train your brain just enough, right? That I can breathe for 10 minutes, that this is my 10 minutes. It's nobody else's time. This is my 10 minutes. Do you feel like uh, horses give that to you? Because I feel like horses give that to me. I, I do, but I also have to take the time to have 10 minutes by myself where I'm not like, well, I need to work on turnarounds on this horse and this is what I have to do. And so for me, like when we go check fence, right? Like when I go out and ride, I get hours of time by myself where I'm not doing anything. I mean, I'm doing things, but like I get to cut myself. I would forget to check the fence if that was me, really. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like my brain gets to disconnect, but again, like I get to disconnect. And I think it's also how your brains are wired. So I can be thinking about 30 things and nothing all at the same time. And I don't let the 30 things affect the nothingness, but it's different, right? Like I... So I am, I am narrow mind. I, I am narrow minded in my pursuits. I just don't care how I get there. And you care how you get there, right? Like it's different for you. Like if I want to do the dishes and then something else comes up, I'm like, okay, I still need to do the dishes, but I'm going to go on this side trek for a minute and not worry about it because the dishes will still be there when I'm done. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, some days I can do what you do, but <laughs> if I have it in my head, like I'm, I'm going to go do that. I ha I would have to do that first before I would be able to move on to the next thing. But it's not always like that for me. But yeah, I think I'm also just used to dealing with disappointment. Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, right? Because it's like, <laughs> our, 
if I have my hair done and I look nice and we're supposed to go out to dinner, inevitably cattle will get out or a pipe will burst. So I'm just used to things not going up. Like my eyebrows. Oh my God. My eyebrows need to be done so bad. I haven't done my eyebrows in a long time. But, you know, I, I do. I think that you have to set goals and I think it's easier to write them down. Even if you wrote them down like on an index card, right? And you tuck it into one of your planners and you can revisit it. Like this year, I would like to. And uh, so I think today is the point of today's conversation, too, is it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like, I think a lot of people get caught up in the New Year's resolutions and then they stick with them for a while or a couple months, couple weeks, couple days. And then they just go back to the old routine or. And not only do they usually go back, they feel guilty and defeated about not doing what they set it out to be. So the point of the conversation is it doesn't matter where or how long um, you're into your New Year's resolution or your goals. If you find yourself at a point where you're stopping doing what you set out to do, you can always come back to it and reset it or take a different look at it or just like us like like i said i didn't even make it to the new year before i already felt like i was failing with my goals so yeah remember it like uh keep the goal adjust the game plan to get there yes correct well is that it for today remy did we get i think that's it for today you know Everyone yeah. try and get their life together. Don't worry when you fail at it because we work on it daily. <laughs> work on, I, I, and I think that's the other thing, you know, and again, it's a social media deal, right? When you see people's like New Year's resolution, I will tell you, okay, side note, and then we can be done for the day. I hate when you see people that go to the gym all the time and they're like, uh, don't come into our gym with this new year, new me. And I was like, you know what? If it takes someone a new year to try and get healthy and do better, don't be negative. Like, don't shut them down. You don't know how hard it was for some of those people to even make it into the gym, you know, and not feel embarrassed or ashamed or anything like that. So don't judge people. New year, new everybody or same year, same everybody. I don't know. It's a, just do you, just do you, do you and be unapologetically you for the foreseeable future. And then if you don't like the new you, you can go be somebody else because reinvention is awesome. Yes. Well, uh, catch us here next week, next Wednesday. Uh, we'll be back with all of you. Um, until then, have a be, great week and be bold, be brave, be humble. See you next Wednesday, Rem. Bye. Bye.